Welcome to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from thecoachingrevolution.com. Before we start, can I suggest that you hop over to Facebook and search for Coaching Republic. It's for coaches just like you who want to build financially viable coaching businesses. See you there. In this episode of um, Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries, I have with me Coaching Revolution mentee and super coach, Amy. <laughs> Hello, Amy. Hi, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, Amy, you have a background in an industry that I know absolutely nothing about whatsoever, other than from the point of view of being a consumer. Mm -hmm. You have a background in food technology. Mm -hmm. What on earth is food technology? So, um, yeah, so, I mean, my background is um, I've always worked in the food industry, so food manufacturing. So um, I did a food science degree many, many moons ago. So really understanding the science of food, how we and when I say the science of food, I don't just mean I don't mean like Frankenstein food. I just mean, you know, understanding um, the shelf life of a product, how we can best make products that people want to buy, that sort of thing. So was that's it, kind of how... Was it anything to do with nutrition, that, that sort of science of food, or was it to do with... Yeah, yeah. so, so my um, specific degree was, um, was half food science and half nutrition. So, but it's really interesting because that was 20 plus years ago, shall we say. And actually, when I look back now, a lot of what I learned from a nutrition point of view has moved on massively so I wouldn't say I'm an expert in nutrition anymore I'm an expert in nutrition as it was in the 90s basically um but yes so elements of both of those things that were kind of um yeah I went to a girls school I I um I really was interested in food but they didn't want you to do like I mean I did do home economics but it was kind of no if you're going to do something you're going to use it to to be a scientist you know it was a really science kind of based school so that's how I ended up working in in food technology and then yeah it it, and then I've done so many different things in the food industry since then so I wouldn't call myself a food technologist anymore obviously I'd call myself a coach now um but there's been many many other things in between as well but all all in food manufacturing and um working with supermarkets to get products in onto people's plates and I know that um, latterly, when you were working within that industry, that you actually worked in marketing for that industry too. Yeah, yeah. So the last six or seven years um, that I worked in the food industry was all around marketing. And actually, even the few years prior to that, it was called a commercial role, but it was effectively the same thing. You know, how can we get people to buy more of our products more often? Um and you know working closely with the supermarkets to really understand the consumer to to then kind of um you know market to them in the right way so yeah so so very marketing based we're gonna leave that thought there and we're gonna come back to it. <laughs> i can feel a why did you feel like you needed help with marketing when you're a marketeer question coming but we'll, it's we'll wait for that. but we yeah. won't get there just yet so there you are in working in in the food industry and 
loving it from the sound of it. What happened that made you start to look at coaching? So I do love the food industry. I, I still love the food industry. It is a really rewarding place to work, but it is a high stress environment. So it's fast moving consumer goods. That's what they call it. And it is really blooming fast moving. And um, this is coming up to about 10 years ago. So my coaching journey started quite a long time ago of kind of discovering coaching and that sort of thing, um, where I was working in a really high stress environment and effectively got to a point where I was working such long hours, working so hard that, as many people in the food industry do, that I got to a point where I physically and mentally completely burnt out so one day I just couldn't get out of bed so it does come on to coaching in a minute I know that sounds like where are you going with this but you know the the so I can talk about that now quite freely but obviously it was quite an emotional time when all of that happened and at the time I happened to randomly when I was on my honeymoon meet a coach and she was a health coach specifically and I worked with her as part of my recovery so um, a lot of that was centered around you know the health side of things so eating properly and, and that sort of thing but actually a lot of it as you as we know with coaching isn't about that thing stuff it's about the stuff that's under the surface and getting a better understanding of myself um, and it was life changing. You know, I built my life back up from there by through through the support of a coach um, and other professionals at the time and stuff, you know, but kind of recognizing the power of coaching happened to me then. You know, that was kind of my first real experience of it. And then I did go back, you know, I ended up going back to work. I built my career back up and built back into senior leadership roles. and. Um, I got to a point where I realised that I didn't know at the time it was coaching, um, but actually coaching my team and the personal development of my teams was the bit that kind of lit me up. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily flogging the cream cakes to consumers in Tesco's that was was what was so exciting. It was actually seeing those teams develop and those individuals within the teams develop. So I've started to become the unofficial coach of the marketing team, um, coach, mentor, whatever you wanted to call it at the time. And I was the one that would provide training to the new people coming in. And, and I just became that, you know, it became part of my everyday working life was coaching and, and helping those teams. So yeah, it, it all kind of over the space of that 10 years, I have naturally developed into a coach before I even realized that that's what I was doing. Okay. Just to kind of go back there, because um, for very understandably, you sort of glossed over it a little bit. You spent about eighteen months unwell, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Chunky piece of time. It wasn't just a, oh, I wasn't very well for a bit, and now no, it wasn't a two week. Oh, you know, I'm gonna have two weeks off work and sign myself off. I'll be fine. You know, I battled through. I tried to. Um, I kept trying to push through and then I'd find myself back in bed um you know I was bed bound a lot of the time I've told you stories before haven't I Sarah about you know having to spend a day in bed before I was going to a retailer meeting because that was the only way to do it and then having to have another day in bed to recover from it 
lying down in taxis you know it was a it was a really really tough time um that I yeah like like you said I, I glossed over it a little bit then but you know it's it was monumental and it changed my life um and I honestly don't know if I would have recovered in the same way and to to the same degree that I did without the support of a coach yeah 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 I wasn't kind of trying to force you to relive it there it's just that <laughs> you're trying to make me cry you're trying to make me cry <laughs> that's me that's me no but for perspective I think it's quite important isn't it because these life-changing things happen to us and we can kind of go oh this happened um but actually it, it was a massive thing and coaching had a big impact on your recovery and and you know I am forever banging on about the fact that I think coaching is a superpower it's a superpower it transforms lives and the reason that we coaches are usually so passionate about it is that we have had our lives transformed by it that you know and one transformed your life right there yeah okay so there you are realizing that um you're already becoming the go-to coach for your uh team coach mentor you know encourager of personal development whatever badge that needs to have mm -hmm. so how did you go from there to taking coaching qualifications so it was, I always feel like this is like the cliche lockdown story person, but um, basically last year happened. So, um, it, you know, the pandemic hit and I was furloughed. And um, I'd like to say that meant I had lots of time on my hands, but I had a two year old. So I didn't have lots of time on my hands, but I had space and time away from work. And actually, I'd, I'd started to get to a point where I was, like I said, you know, the other part of my job was like flogging cream cakes it just didn't feel purposeful anymore and I'd had I had that time out of work to really think about what I wanted um and I'd, I'd self-coached I didn't again I didn't even realize that's what I was doing at the time but kind of asked myself the coaching questions and that sort of thing and got to the conclusion that actually this is what I enjoy doing you know I, I kind of I can't even pinpoint the moment but you know there was lots of google searches and kind of thinking about what I wanted and I was like oh that is what I am isn't it it's kind of what I am already and this is what I want to do and I want to do more of it and I want to do it on my terms so it's literally pretty much a year to the day that I started the the coaching qualification that I did so it was August 2020 um yeah and I chose a transformational coaching qualification at the time I, and I'll be honest you know my vision of where my coaching business was going to be was different to how it is today because I didn't really have a clue um but but yeah it was it felt like a massive thing and a massive decision so I, I took the decision I knew it would happen anybody that does have experience of the food industry will know that there's constantly reshuffles going on and restructures so I knew there would be one while I was furloughed and I just used that and took that opportunity to take redundancy and and go all in you know this and that that you know I've got a history of that you know if I'm going to do something I'm just going to fully invest in it so that's what I did chose to take the redundancy use some of that money to pay for the coaching qualification and and just get on with it and that's what I did and then at some point you realized marketer <laughs> selling cream cakes and coleslaw isn't the same <laughs> as selling your personal brand of professional services so how did how did that awareness happen 
yeah so I started trying to trying <laughs> to market myself probably around it, it like the autumn so I was still doing my qualification but I, I was conscious I need to get a social media presence and I was doing stuff on Instagram and I was working really hard at it and I was I mean, when I look back and I think about some of the posts I've seen you put on LinkedIn, I maybe might have been a little bit in the inspirational quote world back then, you know, <laughs> that coaches do that don't have clients. And I did, you know, I did have a, I had a steady stream of practice clients that were paying a, a low, you know, a fairly low fee. They were easy enough to get to, but I kind of got to the start of this year and um, it just felt like it was, it was too hard. Like I, I was like, this doesn't, need to be as hard as it is so I did have a bit you know I have an understanding I have an understanding that you have an end consumer you know the client that you're going after they've got a problem you need to tell them how you're going to fix the problem that's you know it is the same principles of um marketing a green cake but the reality of feeling like you can actually say that stuff about yourself or you know so there's that whole personal brand of you know there's all the blocks around selling yourself but the other thing I kind of recognized when I stood back and reflected was in my job as a generalist marketeer as I was if there was something I needed help with as a specialism so if we were going after some you know something specifically on a brand or whatever I would get external help and I'd get an external agency to help me and get an expert to help me and that's kind of where the coaching revolution came in for me because it was like actually stop this is too what you're doing feels too hard it shouldn't be this hard there are people you know get get experience and get knowledge from people that have been through this themselves because that is going to help you so I kind of had a bit of time a bit of reflection and I kind of knew that I wanted some help but it felt kind of mammoth because there's a lot of sharks out there trying to you know everybody's telling you how they can turn your um coaching business into a six-figure business overnight or a seven-figure business you know six figures isn't enough now so it did feel it felt big and scary to go and invest with somebody and then I found you Sarah on LinkedIn <laughs> okay and did I not feel big and scary no I think uh, no I think it was I think the fact that you're quite straight talking was part of because I don't think it had been that long you know obviously knowing what I know about you know marketing funnels and you know when I came you came into my awareness it was quite quick I was quite a quick conversion I think because I, I wouldn't be able to put a time scale on it but because I could see that you were kind of no bs you know just get on with it this is you know we're not going we're not selling you something you are going to have to still do the work um all of that sort of language made me kind of realize that this was like you're actually paying for real people to help you not somebody with a system because I know that a system isn't you know gonna work and yeah so you were less scary probably still a bit scary <laughs> well, that's me I'm scary <laughs> so one of the things that I think 
you, you just alluded to it there that I, I tend to refer to these gurus, these six figure people. They, what they seem to be promising between the lines is that you can create a six figure business in 25 minutes by working for three minutes a day from a beach in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I do have to say that I wonder, I really wonder what it is about that kind of message that makes coaches feel that that's knowledge and experience that they want. But anyway, that's a whole different podcast, isn't it? Um, I, I love that you got the no BS part. You know, mm. we, we are nothing if not absolutely straight talking. And of course, because we've been around for four years now, we're talking from absolute knowledge and data and experience that we know that to use our hashtag, this shit works. For, for people listening, we have a hashtag. You know, <laughs> we do. <laughs> hashtag this shit works. And when we when somebody picks up a new client, that's that's the hashtag that they share. Um, and I think I think that our confidence in knowing that just you know this shit works means that that's transferred in conversations that 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 we have that might not have been in the in the past but I remember I remember us chatting you know I, everybody that joins the coaching revolutions talked to me at, at, at some point and I remember you laughing about the fact that you were a marketer who wanted support <laughs> marketing but you decided to join us and you joined our group mentoring program in actual fact you joined our very first group mentoring program so you were kind of our pilot program yeah how did that work um, so I'll just say it's been great. So obviously we have the um, regular, so every couple of weeks, a group mentoring session. And I think um, for me, the I love the group element of it because I really am one of those people that feeds off different other other people's ideas and, and that sort of thing. So much as the one-to-one -one is great as well, um, so having those sessions and, and going through the coaching revolution process of, you know, identifying your ideal client and all of those things um, is, you know, the structure is still there, but you are helped by helping each other within that group coaching space. It can help generate new ideas that you wouldn't necessarily have come up with yourself. And we've really helped, it's really, we've supported each other through our ups and downs. And obviously we've got the wider um, in-crowd Facebook group, which is, you know, everybody that's um, in the coaching revolution, but we've kind of got that inner circle as well. And that's great in itself. And, and actually I meet with the other guys on the weeks that we don't have mentoring. We've been meeting um, separately just for a bit of accountability and it's just lovely to feel like those people have really got your back and we've got each other's back so it's worked really well for me cool and do you feel that you now know what you're doing because I'm aware that so the group the way the group mentoring program works is that there are um, 10 sessions two weeks apart spread over five months and you're coming towards the end of those 10 sessions now yeah so do you feel that you now have what you wanted when you joined us Yes, yes. I, I mean, and I, I, 
I was going to say I'm lucky. I'm not lucky. I've put the work in and I now have a steady stream of inbound inquiries. And that, you know, that was ultimately what I wanted. Um, It's gone a bit quiet because it's August. But, you know, it's also nice to have the support of other people that that say it's okay that it's gone a bit quiet. It's August. Everyone's on holiday, you know. And before when I was just on my own, I'd have been just stressing about that. So, yes, it's given me what I want because you know ultimately what I wanted was inbound inquiries and clients and and I'm getting those so it's been amazing which is brilliant and so when we look at the wider community I mean you talk about Facebook group or we're we're like we're way more than that aren't we the Facebook group Mm -hmm. where we hang out 24 7 but we we hang out on kind of in I was gonna say in the real world but it's virtual real world isn't it (laughs) through our computers yeah so how have you found the wider community kind of support and the knowledge and the sharing have you found that it's been great and and you know really early on I kind of got a taste of how great that is because literally within the first week um I had a corporate proposal I had to put together and that was you know something that had been in the pipeline already and I was like oh I don't know how to price it I don't know what to do and I was put in contact with Liz one of the other mentees uh, uh, mentors should I say and she just hopped on the phone and you know talked me through what I needed to do and just to know and that was literally my first week but you know since then I've just seen everybody supporting everybody it's lovely to turn up at the cafe and talk about most random things but just feeling like you're part of a community it's like you've got your own business but you've also got this community of colleagues that are just there as you as your mates and your support but you know, you know, not a financial burden to you as well. You know, in the same way if they were if they were employees. So, you know, um, yeah, that that has been invaluable for me. And um, you know, Monday Night Live has just become part of my routine now. You know, I look forward to to the topics on a Monday Night Live and seeing everybody's faces. And you know, it's it's been great. The community is a big part of it for me. The Monday Night Live, for anybody who's listening, we have a weekly education ses- session on a Monday evening, um, and it's always to do with building a business, something to do with marketing, it might be social media, it might be writing, it might be branding, what, whatever, we cover just about anything we can think of, and the reason that we have that is so that you don't have to waste any of your precious mentoring minutes learning stuff that we can all learn together as a group. So we have those in addition to the mentoring program and, and, you know, everybody's very welcome to continue coming to those for, for as long as they want to, you know, what, what tends to happen is that once you're absolutely flying, Monday Night Life becomes less important and it's always more important to the newbies than it is to the older people, but it's nice to see older people coming back every, every now and again. So I would say the other good thing about that is that you have them all saved as well, don't you? So that, you know, there's definitely been times where it's not a month, particularly early on the Monday Night Lives. I was like, I don't really understand when this is going to be relevant to me. But then, you know, for instance, I'm looking at looking setting up a Facebook group. I know that there's a Monday Night Live recording that I can go back to and watch when I need that specific thing. So that's that's great as well. We've also got a Facebook groups one coming up in a few weeks as well. Okay, good. There you go. Um, so what's been the best thing about working with the Coaching Revolution? I think it is that community, you know, meeting like-minded coaches. I think particularly when I'd gone from a world of, you know, of working in the corporate world of marketeers 
to not really having a tribe of people that are people like me um so that's been the best thing because you know as coaches we are a type aren't we oh yes <laughs> one of our mentors at helen said about the coaching revolution she said she said i think it's brilliant because it's kind of like having colleagues except i actually like everyone yeah, exactly <laughs> So if that's been the best thing, what's been the most unexpected thing? Um, well, I got an in inbound inquiry two, two hours after the first, <laughs> first um, session that I had. That was quite unexpected. But the first time I posted on LinkedIn and I got a, well, it wasn't the first time, but the first time I post my um, mentoring sessions and knowing how to structure it. I think, yeah, so I don't know. I think it's... Um, the unexpected thing, I guess, with that is that actually it feels really complicated, but it's actually quite simple. Yeah. <laughs> and once you get into it and you get into a routine of thinking about how you're getting your messaging out there, it's not as hard as it seems. I, I think it would be true to say that there are a number of light bulb moments yeah or emotional hurdles depending on how you want to, to put it that a new coach who's sorry a, not a, a coach who is a new marketer is perhaps yeah. the best way to put it that they have to overcome and yeah. some people well like like anything else we're all different we all overcome those hurdles or the penny drops or what however you mm. want to phrase it some people do that more easily than others but i think you you absolutely win our never actually existed competition of the fastest <laughs> inquiry ever for a new you know okay let's let's le unleash you on the world some people could take about three weeks to to actually post anything because the, that that yeah. got for them yeah and you posted it and bang you had an inbound inquiry straight away which is so rewarding for you and for, for us yeah. but the i think i think those emotional hurdles when they're gone and I suppose what I can absolutely guarantee is that they do go. The mind monkeys around. What will other people think? How do how do I show up without kind of making a fool of myself? Yeah. Um, you know, is is what I'm doing now a big come down from what I used to do? Are people going to judge me harshly? Uh, you know, how how do I connect with all of those kind of mind monkey things to do with confidence? Really, isn't it that they do? Those mind monkeys do disappear. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's what I mean by the you know it is it isn't simple. Actually, the theory is simple, isn't it? It's like read your book, and these are the stages that you need to go through. The difficult bit and the bit where getting the support is the bit that matters is getting over those mind monkeys and and knowing you've got people that have got your back and they're going to push you in, but not in a harsh way, in a supportive way. To, to push through those barriers each time and then it just gets easier and easier well it's like everything else isn't it when you're op operating on the edge of your comfort zone mm -hmm. which is where anything that you're learning that's new exists it feels uncomfortable like by its very definition if it's not inside your comfort zone it's uncomfortable and once you've done the uncomfortable thing a couple of times then your comfort zone just kind of expands to fit it. And it just becomes part of what you do and it becomes comfortable. My, my analogy with this is always when I was learning to drive 15 billion years ago, 
I remember I'd learned to drive in a car with four gears. They only had four gears in those days. And I remember turning into a street that was about 500 meters long. And I looked at the, up this street and all I could think was I had to get up to fourth gear and then back down again by the time I got to the end of the road. And I could not imagine how I was going to be able to do that. And all these millions of years later that I'm now driving without even thinking about it. And, you know, I'm in it now. I've got, I own a car that's got the steering wheel on the wrong side. And I was going to say, is it? Yeah. And you know, <laughs> think about it. And so it is with marketing. Once, you, once it becomes part of your comfort zone, you just do it. It's, it yeah. stops being a big thing and you just get on with it. And then when you get to that point and you're in the flow, then you get the success. Yeah. So what does the future hold for Amy Wilkinson coaching? So um, more of the same. So I'm loving doing the one-to-one the -one coaching that I'm doing, but really my focus now for the future is, so a lot of what I've been doing one-to-one -one is working specifically and um, with women, helping them with their confidence, getting over those sorts of things um, so that they're getting the recognition they deserve in their careers because actually the food industry is still very, very male-dominated. But the future as well for me um, is going to involve group coaching as well. So coaching within businesses within the food industry. So I've, I did loads of it in my corporate life of helping cross-functional teams working better together and stuff like that. And I've owned now and, and also with the help of the coaching revolution, have understand that I can use those, call it to what you will, I will use my coaching skills to to um develop that part of my business as well so that's what's going to be happening in the future and I've got all sorts of other things I've got a podcast and you know all things I just never thought a year ago I would never have thought of I've got a podcast I'm bringing out a course with another uh, somebody I'm co collaborating with so lots and lots of things is the short answer <laughs> so it's exciting yes very exciting the future is exciting I think that's a fantastic place to leave it Amy, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. You've been listening to Coffee with the Coaching Revolutionaries from thecoachingrevolution.com. If you go to Facebook and search Coaching Republic, you can find our business building community, especially for coaches. See you there.